Welcome to Choir Talks. Uh, I've been reading through the book of Luke. The last couple of, of our sessions have been out of the book of Luke. Um, and finishing that this week, not sure where I'll go next. What are you guys reading? Isaiah, they're thinking about it. Those of you who can't see the choir, they're thinking hard. Um, so anyway, uh, I love that my choir reads the Bible and that uh, we just are committed to that. And uh, that's a blessing. So anyway, I'm reading through the book of Luke. This is chapter 15. In chapter 15, Jesus tells three stories and they all just run right together. They're all sort of the same story in some ways. Um, and so here's, here's the context. The first verse of chapter 15 says this. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So here's the context. He is speaking to a crowd, but the crowd is divided here between half of the people who are referred to as sinners, right? Tax collectors and sinners. And the other half are for lack of a better word, the religious people of the day. So this is the people who are listening in to this story. And before I, before I give you the three stories, I want you to notice three words that each of the stories has. The first one is lost, the second one is found, and the third one is rejoice. So here's Jesus. I love how he teaches with stories. Here's the first one. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in, in the open country and go uh, and after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors together and he says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sin sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. Or, here's the second story, or suppose a woman who has 10 silver coins and loses one of them, doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself uh, to a citizen of that country who sent him out in the fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like your hired servant. And so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. 
But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Bring a ring on and put it on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Uh, let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is now alive again. Here's your words. He was lost and is found. So they began to rejoice. They began to celebrate. The story goes on. As you know, there's more to it. But um, here's, here's three stories that Jesus tells, speaking to the religious people, but also to the sinners. Um, one of the important uh, verses out of the book of Luke, and maybe it's a theme verse, is uh, where in Luke chapter 19, Jesus says, the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. And that's kind of what Luke is, is giving us, that Jesus is on a mission. That's the reason why he's here on earth, and he is here to save the lost. Um, so that, that should say something to us. If we're going to be his followers, um, the, the sinners, the tax collectors, felt comfortable being in that crowd there with the religious people, being around Jesus. They felt an openness from him. He was there to speak to them, and they knew it. They didn't run away from him because he was more religious than them. They ran to him because he was ready to relate to them. So how comfortable to do sinners feel around you? How comfortable do people that are, that are far away from God feel in, in your presence? Are you seeking a relationship? Am I seeking a relationship with people that Jesus is seeking, people that are far from God? If, if that is his mission and he is there to seek and save the lost, if we are his followers, then we're on mission with him. That spirit of Christ that is within us is constantly reaching out to people around us that need to be sought and found. Um, one interesting thing is, uh, is a question is, who are the lost in all these stories? And I, growing up, I always associated the lost as being people that didn't know Jesus, um, people that were not true believers, people that were not true Christ followers. Um, but if you think about it, uh, the sheep was already a part of the shepherd's herd. He was already owned by the, the shepherd. Uh, the coin was already owned by the widow. And of course, the son was already the son of the father. So I, I, think, it, I think loss can apply not only to people who've never known Jesus, but to people who have, who have known Jesus but now have wandered and now are far away. I think it's ambiguous there, and probably we should read that both ways. There are people who are far from Christ. No matter what their relationship is, they need us to be compassionate toward them. They need for us to, to reach out toward them. Um, one more thing to note, one more word here. It, did, it wasn't the same word in each story, but the same idea was uh, search. There was a search going on. Um, and the, the shepherd left his, his flock to search. Um, the woman uh, shined a light, opened a, uh, turned on a lamp so that she could search and sweep the house. The father is not called searching, but he is looking on the horizon here in my mind's eye as he searches for the sun because he sees him coming from a long way off. Um, so that search speaks to us, man. Are we searching and seeking out the people that, that need to be found? The people that Jesus and the Spirit of Christ is seeking, are we searching them out? And then, of course, that last word, celebrate, uh, is a cool word. There's joy in 
being a part of the redemptive purpose of Christ here on earth. There's joy in bringing back people to him. That's when we're most on mission. That's when we feel most alive in the spirit is when the father is using us to do what Jesus is already about, seeking and saving the lost. So question for me and for you is who in your circle of influence in your family in your neighborhood and at work among your friend group who are the people that are lost who are far away from Christ who maybe the father is seeking and searching for right now and a spirit in Christ of Christ in you is reaching towards who is that let's pray father open our eyes to see around us the work that you're doing God, use us, call us to be uh, your redemptive agents, to reach out, to search and seek and find those who need to know you, who need to come back to you and be drawn to you. God, I ask that you would use us in that way. In the name of Jesus, amen.